Alrighty, what's up guys? We're back with another episode today. Always this podcast is back. Uh, like always, my name's Anthony. I'm joined with my friends today. It's your boy Danny. And your boy Nate. And today, man, like always, we always promise to bring you the aces, the top of the top of every single industry, man. And today is no different. Today we got the ace of the retail cannabis industry. There's so much more that doesn't even do it justice. So tell him why, Dan. Like my boy Chase him here. At the end of the year, he's gonna have over 15 dispensaries open here in California, and I think in Canada too now, right? Uh, no, not in Canada, but in some other states. In some other states. Canada might be coming soon. So, and it, it's really crazy because if you don't know about the, the dispensary business, it's not where you can just say, hey, you know what, we're going to open one tomorrow. Some of these stores take a couple of years to even get the permission to open them up. So, it, um, it's really cool. You guys got it going on, man, and uh, we're going to get into it. Alrighty, guys, let's get into it, man. So, Chase, I'm obviously, if you guys are watching at home as well, um, you guys probably see that it looks really familiar. We did a couple uh, couple episodes ago for the pod. We are right here back at Culture Cannabis right here in Porterville, uh, one of their many stores they have. It's a beautiful scenery. Um, but just overall badass store, man. But now we actually got the owner of this store, man. The owner, they have tons of different locations. We got Mr. Chasem. So thank you for being on the pod today, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to Porterville. <laughs> Glad to be back. For people at home, man, where can they find you guys first and foremost? Um, at culturecannabisclub.com. Um, and yeah, you just search Culture Cannabis Club. Or you can find us there. You can find us on Weed Maps. Um, we're, we're throughout Southern California, and we just started coming into the Central California. And then uh, we're, we'll be up in Northern California later this year, and some more um, stores opening up in Central California. And then um, later this year, we'll be in some other states too that, that we talked about a moment ago. And um, so yeah, we're we're building like another store every. Every month, we'll pretty much be have, opening up another store. That's uh, like the whole growth. team is there in Waldemar right now, just uh, setting it all up. So just be ready for tomorrow. How does it look like for you, though, like as an owner? Like, obviously, you're not at the site right now. You're, you're able to do a podcast. So what goes into that and what goes into like a whole grand opening and, and just starting to surf from the ground up like that? Well, it, it, it really is. There's a lot of people involved and, and stuff like that. It, these projects and decisions are made you know, two years ago, in some case, three years ago. And so um, there's a lot of people throughout. There's designers, um, there's the partnership group that's involved. Um, and then there's a bunch of people that are just, hey, we had like everything here was designed and thought out. we made a decision on this and which way does that smell thing go? And then, oh, we need a sticker that says our name on it. Okay, well, how, how do we do that? So um, like in this store, like everything is designed from scratch. So um, that's, so and I, I make that point to say that there's so many people and so many decisions that are made along the way. So if you're asking what goes into it, uh, the short version is a lot. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the longer version is it's a good group of, of people that really just like our goal is to have the best cannabis experience, period. And uh, that's uh, hopefully we've accomplished that. Yeah. I think so, dude. And um, you know, one one thing that I want to get into for sure is, uh, well, number one, like you said, I want to give you guys a lot of credit for like, because you could tell you guys handcrafted the experience for the customer. I know when you come in here, like when you walk into it, it's like it feels badass whether like you're into cannabis or not. But if you're coming in here specifically, obviously because you're into cannabis, like it's crazy. Like you said, um, I know off camera we were talking about a little about the trap shops. And you were like, hey, whatever, whatever the trap shop does, we're <laughs> the fucking opposite. Oh, yes. And I want to get into how you guys built up that clientele, how you built up the customers, how you built up the business, right? Because I don't think you were always in the, in the cannabis industry. So I wanna, it's, it's not an easy industry to break into. It's super competitive. Mm. You have the black market, obviously a lot of other dispos opening up. So how did Chase them? Where were you at, dude, when, when you were like, hey, you know what? 
like we, did you always know you wanted to get into the cannabis industry or was it like oh dear, no you just, got, you, you just it kind of <laughs> came up when you took the opportunity um so what had happened was i had a uh, uh me and a few partners we had started a business as a retail chain and uh but it was in cell phones and we had uh, sold the business and then and then we had done it again and then sold some more another set of stores and then we're like well are we gonna do it again like like or what else could we do and one of my partners was like we should open up a, a weed store <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> that's always a great idea yeah and, and, and this was back in 2009 oh, yeah. so and we're like a weed store how do you do that <laughs> and so then we're like well you just do this we started looking up things and so then we decided to we, we like open one up and then we found a place we finally got a landlord to to let us go in and then we opened up a weed store and it was a it was medical and so we had to like go through the labyrinth of figuring all that out and then so then we opened up a dispensary and our collective and uh it was called 3.6 collective and garden grove was the first one and I was in back in 2009 and that, that's how I got into it. And we made every mistake you can make. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how, how we started. That's crazy, man. So, I mean, you guys exited a few businesses before that. I think that's really key. Was that kind of what funded, is that what funded the, like the, the dispensary business or did, or how did that work out? Yeah. It, yeah. Initially that, that's what we did. We were looking for something to do with, okay, Hey, we just got you know, a little bit of a payday. We sold the company and then we're like uh, celebrating a little bit. And then the idea came up. It was like, well, what are we, what are we going to do next? You know, that, that conversation is pretty natural for, you know, a partnership group. And then, uh, yeah, he came up with the idea and then, we're, then we found our way through. <laughs> well, what's, what's key in that position though? Like whenever you go to to sell, right? Because I don't every business, right? They say that should be built to sell or should be built for the long term. Mm -hmm. But not everyone obviously has experienced that type of success where you build something, you sold it twice, and you know, kind of have that success. So, what goes into something like that? And, and if someone's at home where they're trying to build a business to sell long term, what do they need to know? Like maybe top couple things they need to know to make sure they can build it to sell in the long run. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of conversations I have with people is like, okay, what's the exit? That's like what always comes up is what's the exit? And that's a good strategy and you do want to you know, think that through is like, okay, one version of this story is we do, this is our goal and if we get to this point, then it's, we've shined the apple enough to sell it. That's what a lot of people talk about. I, I'm a little contrarian in that sense. Like we didn't necessarily build it to sell it. We don't, I haven't really ever built anything just with the, the idea of selling it. It was more... Let's build it to make it really good. And then nothing but good things come from that. And so like there's been a couple of other businesses that um, I've started and I like kind of our philosophy was get popular first, money will come. And uh, so then we just got popular and then the, mo the money came sometimes and then sometimes it didn't, it didn't come. <laughs> I started a bus company and uh, me, I mean my, my partner, um, Andrew, we started a bus company and uh, it got popular for a little while and, uh, and we were, um, it was like a party bus company but that just went from like, it was called HB to Newport and it just went from Huntington Beach to Newport Beach and um, it was, at first it was like, okay, we need to have a bus to get back and forth to these uh. two, you know, where you could party, right? And then, um, and then I was like, you know what? It needs to be fun, though. And then we're like, 
let's party bus. And so we did that. And and we got popular. We got really popular um, for a little while. And then Uber hit. And then we were done. They took you right out, huh? Uber XL. They blockbustered you. Into the story. (laughs) Um, But but that was uh, like that was the philosophy of that one. Let's get popular, and the uh, the money will come. And with a lot of other businesses that I've been involved in, it's. Like you have those conversations of, hey, what versions of the story can this end well or that we want to? But um, there's like generally I tend to stand on let's just make something really good and people will will entertain offers at some point. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I guess, my philosophy on it. I feel like that's pretty key to though too, man, because I feel like a lot of times, especially when you start the business, you start it for money, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, a lot of times it's super easy to focus on making money, especially if the bills are coming in. If you have the popularity, but you're not, you know, having enough to, to fund the business, it can be kind of tough. So um, what's one piece of advice you would give to like making sure you do focus on the long-term game and you do focus on making sure you produce good results and that the end result will always come, you know, as long as you take care of the customers, take care of the business, um, kind of stuff like that. Um, I, I guess the, like, gosh, that's a really good question. Cause there's, there's a few things. One, um, don't run out of money, um, because that will kill. And if you, if you bleed out, there, there's nothing to do because then you can't fix the problems and you have to anticipate there's going to be problems. So like if you sit around with your buddies and you're like, Hey, we're going to start this business. And like we, on the back of the envelope, you start doing some math and you're like, okay, we need this to do this. We need this to do that. And then double it. And then think about tripling it. Oh, makes sense. And then because what, what you don't want to do is you don't know what you don't know. And things always come. Nothing's ever easy. And uh, like, no, at least in my experience, it's never been like, oh, that, that was easy. That's just great. <laughs> no, it's always been like, shoot, didn't even think that existed. And like, okay, well, now what do we do? And so, and then that would be the other side of it is like, okay, learn to problem solve. Don't stress. Like I would say, I never get, I, I never get stressed. I get focused. And when things like shit hits fan, cause it does a lot. It's like, okay, well, okay, well, what are we going to do? We got to focus and, and figure out a way to through it. So if you have those two things and then pick the right partners for sure. What goes into that? Picking the right partners. Cause that's obviously a big thing that either makes or breaks a business. Uh, get into it for the right reasons with the partnership and then really vet your, vet your partners or know who you're dealing with. Um, and then, uh, like, uh, I, I don't like saying cliches, but like surround yourself with people that are smarter than you or more talented you, than you in certain ways. And, um, like with culture, that's definitely like what I've done is uh, like, I'm a, I'm a partner in the company, but, um, it's a good group. There's some really smart people. I learned, I learned from everybody in this, in that, this company. And it's, uh, so I'm lucky to be a part of it and hopefully I contribute as well. But, um, I think that's like one of the keys is when you're picking a partner, make sure that, you know, they can, they can contribute something. You can get something, you can learn something from them and then, uh, and then make sure you could trust them. That that's the thing. Cause you know, a lot comes down to contracts and this or that, and contracts are extremely important. Um, but like, if you don't, if you don't trust them getting into it, don't do it. Is there any telltale signs that like, for example, that you've experienced where maybe bad partnerships went bad and you're like, Hey, like if I ever see this again, it's red flag. I'm never probably not going to go down that road. Um, yeah. If people change the deal at the last second and, uh, if people, when they have leverage in the situation, if they use it against you, then, then, you know, you know what you're dealing with. And I've seen people do that and it's, um, it's what I definitely avoid or I note 
It's like, okay. Keep that back. Yeah. It's like, okay. Well, now I know what I'm dealing with. And then, mm -hmm. and then you can navigate the waters if you know what you're dealing with. I, actually, not ironically, in one of the partnerships I, I had, it happened to be an ex-girlfriend at the time. She, <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah, don't, don't. Is that a red flag? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a bad idea. Really bad idea. But, um. But I knew what I was dealing with, and I had set it up at the time, thinking at the end she's going to go rogue. And so then when she inevitably did, then I kind of had it set. So, so it wasn't really as, it wasn't as much carnage. <laughs> like, all right, we're good. Something told me like at the beginning, like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> Did it anyway. yeah. It's one of those lessons you have to learn that you kind of already knew anyways. Yeah. But once you get there, you learn it. Try not to cross that bridge again. I won't do that again. Pick, pick your partners well. That's <laughs> pick your partner. Lesson of the story. I like that, man. So going back to the whole, obviously, you, you've operated, you've sold successful businesses. You're operating a current business right now. It's doing extremely well, and you're, you know, you're obviously definitely expanding. So uh, what goes into like opening a dispensary shop like this? And really, what's the key to making sure your dispensary is different from all the other dispensaries out there? Um, go, go look at all the dispensaries that are around. See, see what everybody's doing. Like I, I secret shop a lot of them. And... I don't know if it's a secret shop. Um, I just go shop, I guess. And um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like there's every time I look into a dispensary, like I'm my head's on a swivel. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Why did they do that? How did they end up making that decision? Or that's dumb. Um, I, that's gonna fail when they do that. Or, <laughs> See, right? Or, or like that. Oh shoot! Like I, th there's certain things. And you know what? The interesting thing is, even going into like other retail stores, like um, I. I I get a lot from traveling and like when you see how other like if you go to Japan see how they set up a retail store there like my brain starts you know, firing because I'm like whoa that's really cool how they did that look how they just stored that thing there I would never would have thought of that mm -hmm. and like especially in places where it's limited space um, you just learn how they get cleverly get around things and um, so so that's just one thing so you know pay attention to what everybody's doing um, shamelessly steal the good ideas and then try to innovate them and involve them and be like, okay, well, they do that. That probably works. All their customers seem to like that. What's the next level of that? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, if they do that, then if I do this, then they're going to love it. If they like this, they'll love that. Don't reinvent. Just enhance a yeah. little bit. So so that's that's one side of it is just as far as the you know, the, the retail side of, of things. And um, the other side of it is, you know, well, how do you get a dispensary? It's uh, not easy. That, that's that's for sure. One, um, know the laws, um, and and have people in the group that are um, can definitely pay attention to what's going on because every city is different. Like in California, every city is different, and um, like the state you know, granted every city the ability to come up with their own ways of doing it. But some of them don't even know anything about cannabis, and they're making cannabis law. And so then, like you have to. Yeah, learn what that is, navigate whatever like road they put in front of you and then um and then just relentlessly go after it. Like uh there's a couple partners in the group that are excellent and experts at it and probably the best in the business. So I'm I'm riding their coattails on on this, but I'll let you guys handle this. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you guys you guys got it. Keep 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 going. Keep doing what and, you're doing over there. Yep. And um so yeah, that, that like that that's the way to do it is like just find out how to do it, meaning like what's the law? How do I apply this or that? And then there's going to be a lot of, it's a labyrinth, but there's also like you could figure it out through reading it and then you just give it the best shot and then find out 
what the people that are successful in are doing and, and try to re-implement that basically. Yep, exactly right. One thing I do want to ask you, has there been any cities uh, that you guys have tried to crack into or get a dispensary in, but they kind of gave you like a pushback or they don't necessarily want that type of business in their city? Or like, what are some issues that you've kind of come across with uh, like zoning law, stuff like that? Um, yeah, yeah, there's still a bunch of cities that, that won't allow it. Like, and uh, so do you... Uh, you lobby them or you try to talk to them or you try to talk to a city council member and they're like, yeah, I'm for it, but the, the other four aren't. So if you could convince them, then it was like, okay. And like, then, the, then maybe you do convince one of them, but then, um, their constituents don't like it. And they, you know, there's a stigma still around cannabis mm -hmm. to a degree. And, um, that's, that's partly why we try to make it so like nice in here because it's our role to break that stigma. Like when nobody that comes in here ever thinks like they're doing something wrong, but some of the, like the trap shops or like the shops that are legal, you still go in, you still feel a little icky. Like you're like, am I? Oh, I get that hundred percent. Yeah. That's one thing I did. I can say like coming in here and seeing is like, you guys are very like high tech here. I would say like how you can pick those up. You could smell the flower on there. Like what kind of got you guys to get into like the technological side of that? Was it to get away from that trap vibe or what made you guys sway that way with this whole like aesthetic of the place? Um, well, basically when it, when it became legal recreationally, um, then we just decided we're gonna go the complete opposite of what you know, the old side of the, this, the old side of the trap shops were. And, and like, Hey, I, I had some trap shops. So I like, I know what that's like, but we wanted to really make it. We wanted to be the tip of the spear of like making this mainstream and showing how cannabis can be in on the legal side of things and uh, normalize it to a degree. And so like the rule is if, uh, if a trap shop is doing it, then we don't do it. We do like, we don't celebrate 420. That's just crazy. Right. In the industry, we celebrate 419. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So, so we do that and that's like, cause we want people to 420 is supposed to be a celebration of your, your cannabis lifestyle and cannabis in general. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we don't think that on 420 you should be standing in a long line and and waiting to you know just to get a deal on some weed commercializing it yeah. it's essentially like a black friday now mm -hmm. instead of a 420. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly it's like the complete right. opposite of what we're trying to do and everybody does it and the deals aren't that great anymore and it's just like okay well let's not do it let's be contrarian here let's 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 have the most awesome deals on 419 and do something crazy like we do some really cool stuff how we celebrate 419 uh -huh. like i'll just give you the example i'll tell you what's going on this year yeah let's hear it so now you, i'm gonna come you get a, a <laughs> prelude into now. what's happening you're selling me right yeah. now so i'm gonna be here for this day let's so uh the weekend before 419 if you come into a culture store and you give the secret code word oh. then what we're gonna our, our theme i should tell you our theme is uh, the is y2k down. and so um then you get the code word then you're gonna get a floppy disk and that floppy disk is uh, you get to bring on 419, and then you get one of our no notoriously awesome mystery boxes. This is badass. I'm being honest. This is like some pretty cool shit right here. I'd say. Yeah. yeah so that's, some of these viewers weren't even alive for this. Dwight 2K. That's so. That's pretty. That's so badass <laughs> that you brought that up because I mean, one of the I think one of the revolving questions in the industry is always like, 
Like, well, like if I'm a consumer, right? Like, well, why? Like, what's stopping me? Like, what would I go to a, like a culture cannabis compared to like a fucking my guy in the fucking street, you know, my or the black market shop, right? But I think that you kind of just answer that in a sense. And I think you kind of been answering it the whole time, you know, talking about how you guys handcrafted the experience and do stuff like that, um, like the 419 thing. So what, what other things do you guys do to to kind of sway the people to say, hey, you know what? I get it. You know, you're used to kind of doing things your own way. But this is this is the way you know this is the better way to kind of do 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 cannabis um it, you really take it like piece by piece like what's the experience walking in the door what's the experience looking at the shop what's the experience when i walk in what's the experience when i it's my first time getting coming into a dispensary like we have something called the tour and well, like we show everybody around the entire place and kind of explain what's going on here um rather than like the typical trap shop or they they wait in line to get to the front and then they're then they got to pick something real quick and um, so uh, you you kind of you know break it down by that like if you're gonna you, if you're gonna be the if you're gonna have a great basketball team you know you need a really good point guard and then you need a really good like center and then you need a really good coach and so you kind of break it apart like that and make sure that each one of those things is really really good or at least well thought out or as best we can and trust me we're changing things all the time so even when we think something's well thought out we got to rethink it or like oh shoot that didn't work how we thought so um, this store is even like version like six of the stores because every store and even version like that version seven which is Wildemar that's opening like that is still there's some things that we changed on that and then um, and there's some things we already we already see that we're going to change on the next one <laughs> So it's constantly improving the ex the experience. Uh, and, and obviously here in Portoville, right? There's you guys are here, but here in the valley, there's a lot of our dispensaries. Um, does it how how does it get? Is it like chippy? Is there like are you guys friends? What's the relationship with dispensary all the dispensaries? beef? Uh, yeah, like um, yeah, you know, in in Porterville, we really haven't you know, seen that. There's a uh, there's one other in in Porterville, and uh, we uh, we've met with them and we're friendly with them, and like we're we're rooting for them, like. In cannabis, like we run our own race, we don't really like try to f figure out, okay, how, what beef can we have with them? That being said, there's definitely beef when it comes to dispensaries. Like some some dispensaries out there are ruthless, and especially when you get like some of them are having some trouble, and when you get back in the corner, like they start doing some crazy stuff. They'll go after you online. There's always like these random like reviews that we get. Those and weed we, maps are bombing all your view. You know yeah, who it is ex exactly. And like we look up the customer, like that person doesn't even exist here. And so it's just you know like the haters out there or they um. They'll go in L.A. It's crazy. Like you have to hire a team to fight online against the other dispensary team that is fighting you online because they'll go and try to take down your Google. They'll try to take down all this stuff. They'll report you. They'll do all this stuff. And like, like you're just politics. sitting there like, I didn't. What, what do we do? What it's we like politics are running ads against you guys. Yeah. This dispensary is not for cats and dogs. Like just, so, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> They're against PETA. Um, so, so we get, we get some of that and like, we just try to, re, you know, reply with grace and like, we don't like, we, we, we don't fire back. We don't play that game, but, uh, Not like, Oh, our weed shits on yours. You, you know, it, it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. there was one ad. Like, okay, I do have like a couple burner <laughs> yeah, yeah. accounts. All right. <laughs> there, there is 
in our um, because we're opening our Wildemar store. It was funny. I was talking to another dis- a guy who had a dispensary in the um, called the Healing Tree uh, around there. A great, great guy, great dispensary. People should check them out too. Um, but he had an employee who um, I guess some employee had just left another dispensary around there, and apparently her job was to go and get the other dispensary stuff taken down. And this is in um, like Lake Elsinore area. Oh shit. Yeah. And so like her job was to just do all that. And it was like, wow, that's how ruthless people are. That's a crazy job to have too. Like, Oh, what's your job today? Oh, I'm just fucking up these people live. Yeah. No big deal. You know what? I, I, it just comes back. It just comes back at you, and like so tenfold too. Oh like yeah, way yeah. worse. And, and and you and you, don't, you don't even you don't even realize it. And it's like there was um. It, it's funny that I remember when that belief like then I realized that 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 hey you don't want to do it wrong out there because it comes it comes back at you. Me and my buddies we did, and I, I'm not proud of this just for the record. Oh, is it's gonna be a good story. So I know <laughs> when someone's like, oh, I'm not proud of this, but here we go. We we were in high school and we uh you know we dined in Dash. So it I I, I remember I remember <laughs> distinctly it was me and my friends. We just had a long night. We went to Denny's and then the food came Boys and Denny's. one of my friends just looks at us. He's like. I don't want to pay. And then like one of our other friends was like, I don't want to pay either. And so we're like, let's go. We had this whole plan. One of us was going to go get the truck. And then the other people, we made like the biggest scene for no reason at Denny's at like three o'clock in the morning where we had like, I was the driver and like we had to go to the car and then I, or the truck. So I get in the truck and I had to drive by the front really slow. And then I could see them inside and they get up and they see the trucks getting close to the front. And then one of them gets up and just starts running across the whole restaurant. And yeah, my other friend is spooked and he's just walking. And then the, the friend just kicks the door open. They both jump in the back of the truck and then we like peel out. <laughs> Oh, oh, waiter's oh. back there on break. Doesn't even know <laughs> yeah. any of this is happening. Yeah, over like the our our twenty two dollar bill at the time or something <laughs> like that. But the, the reason for that story, and this is why you don't do that, and that's wrong. Is and that's wrong. Just all this bad stuff started to happen to us, and then we were like, "Oh man, you you lost your jacket? That's your like your favorite jacket?" <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and like this, and then we were all like talking about just the, how bad our day was, and we're like, you know why that's happening? <laughs> Because we we dined in Dash, we shouldn't do that. We're never doing that again. Everybody had like the bad, the worst day on the same day right yeah. after. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it, we it, know it, it, it's because we dined in Dash, man. So much so that we had, we had a conversation about it and all learned a lesson. So there you go. So that anyway, so fast forward into now in adulthood. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why we, we just run our own race and not worry about all this stuff. So I can't there. get hired to get stuff taken down from other dispensaries around Probably here. from some other dispensary okay. that, right. that you can't, but... Sounds be, like a cool-ass job. I though. hope you don't have a favorite jacket. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and on the topic of competition, obviously, you get, you get, the, you get to see that, right, between dispensaries. But also, too, inside the shop, um, if somebody goes into a dispensary, they see that there's limited shelf space, right? So there's tons of brands, tons of product out there. Well, when you guys get to choose who who's coming onto your shelves, how do you how how does that process work? Um, there's a lot of different ways, and like there's a lot of vendors out there, and you get um, you, you kind of get it's a little overwhelming because there's you get bombarded from a lot of different directions, and and once they find out hey who's the decision maker and who's the buyer, then they they really start targeting you. Uh, but then there's like there's a lot of great brands. 
So, like, they kind of all have their own different story how they came how they came on, and you know, it's like anything in business. Is a lot of it's relationship. Is like once you build a relationship with the brand and you see what they're doing, and and they make a good product, and you're proud to give it to a customer. Because at the end of the day, if if somebody doesn't like this flower right here, they're not going to go to them. They're coming back to our store and they're going to, and they see us as the one as, as the problem. And, and so you, you have to pick and choose a little bit like on that, their quality, their quality control, like who they are. But, um, so that's the long winded version of the answer. But to really answer your question is, uh, we have a central buyer, um, and then we have like a, a distro and then, um, I'm a big part of that too. And so there's basically between the three of us, we all come to the table with, you want different ideas or, hey, I've been talking with this vendor or I've been talking with that or we should try this. Um, the process is generally um, they, they hit you up. You see something that you like in the price range that you like um, or something you don't have yet or something that you maybe want to replace. And then, um, then you ask for samples. They'll send you samples. And then you kind of go through those samples and you start to see, okay, well, hey, yeah, this one's pretty good or um, how that, uh, that one's great. What is this? And so that's really what we look for is that, what is this moment? And it's like, Whoa, that's cool. Okay. And then you kind of negotiate the price. And sometimes the stuff it's like, eh, maybe. And then you're talking with them and then the price gets really good. And then all of a sudden that looks, that, that looks, we're definitely carrying that. Um, because we, you know, you have to pay attention. Like at the end of the day, you have, you have to know that somebody's coming in with their hard earned money. They're going to come into our, our store and they're the ones paying for it in the end. And so we need to do our best to make sure that, you know, what they're paying for is worth it. And there's a, it's a long process to, to get there instead of just, uh, you know, buying whatever's out there or whoever gives you the cheapest price or something like that. You guys ever go for what's, what's trending? Kind of like those Jeters right now are hot. Like, do you guys ever go with, like, what's, like, kind of popping off in the industry? Try to stay in tune with that a little bit um, more, too? Yeah, like, that. that's one thing that, you know, I think we learned is um, because, I, and th this came from, like, uh, the general managers of, of the store. We, we have a, a couple of them that I, are really in tune to what's hot. And they'll, um, a lot of the managers of each, of each store, they do have some authority and autonomy to make suggestions or, uh, hey, I really want to bring this in, and they make their case. And, um, and they're really in tune with that. And so they, they bring us what's hot. And, um, so then once we see that, and they're really good at it, like they're, they're better at it than I am. For Makes your sure. job a little bit easier, yeah, exactly. right? Like, oh, cool. Whatever you guys are smoking, you're uh, pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and once they've kind of like shown, Hey, they got the knack for this, then you kind of, you know, you, they have your ear and they say, Hey, this one we really need. And then we we're looking like that one, that it's pretty high price like and so um and then from there like we're like okay we we'll try it and then you'll try it in one store and see how it goes and then see the run rate and then you're like hey that one sold and then sometimes we get surprised and like um ted's buds was was one of them that our our general manager in um, long beach we were like saying no for a while and then um, she just convinced us. She's like, just let me try it. And we're like, okay, fine. Okay. Right. You go buy, would do one purchase and blew it out. Sometimes and, it's like that. Yeah. And we're like, know. okay. So then we did more. And then, and then the other managers wanted in their store. And then so we just started just buying it. Yeah. So just naturally, organically yeah. sometimes. So, so that happens sometimes for sure. So I'm, I'm guessing you smoke a little bit too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So my question is kind of a lot of people at home probably want to know too. What is your favorite type of weed? Is it sativa? 
indica or hybrid? What do you choose to smoke? Oh gosh, okay, so I, ha I have the worst. Very controversial right now. I have the worst answer to this question because it's um, because I get. I went to a lab in Las Vegas. It was the first lab that was in Las Vegas, and we were meeting with them, and we we're like, so I asked the question. So you've you've been taking in all of this cannabis. You've learned something. What did you learn? And she's like, oh, you want to you wanna see? <laughs> you want to see? Yeah. And so then sauce? I was like, yes, yes, I want to see. And so she um, basically pulls out this big chart she had prepared because she'd, she'd been like clearly thinking about this. I'm waiting was, for this question. Yeah. So yeah. She's like, glad you asked. <laughs> pulled out the whole thing. And she, she proceeds to show us why um, sativa and indica and indica are not scientifically defensible to have. So that's why whenever I hear it, it's like, those were just buckets that people put it in because they didn't know what was actually in the cannabis flower. Because they were like, um, yeah, because you bought it off your dude off the street and it made you feel a little more this way. And you're like, oh, that's, uh, you know, that's a sativa. It's called purple nurple, uh, the, yeah, the random yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, not exactly. even that name at all, just make it up on the fly. And then, oh, and then in the trap shops, they don't like, when they're out of the most popular thing, they just take one of the other jars and they just shake it in there. And Danny, it's like, we well, know you did this back now in the day. that one. And so that like, yeah, that, that's, that's the other reason why I don't like how trap shops do it. Cause it's just like, I've seen it. You just know on the yeah. other hand of it too. Like, yeah. So, um, but I do prefer uh, sativa. All that being said. <laughs> to, to get back to the question though. Yeah, yeah. Sativa. Okay. Um, and you know, my, my brother um, got me into uh, taking a sativa and doing, working out. And that's, Dude, it's like, uh, yeah, not like I, I didn't know. The good pre-workout. Yeah. I swear to God, that's yeah. that's a trainer. That sativa hits. You is that like that? a pre-workout? Is it like creatine? What is, what is it? Like what's Dude, the... it's the sativa, bro. It's just <laughs> you get that pump, that mind muscle connection. There's nothing like it. So your focus pre-workout. That like... focus feel every fiber. I swear to God, every fiber in your body <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. feel. Like... Dude, like, <laughs> ask him like you'll feel every. Night. You're like I know exactly what little muscle I'm working right now. Yeah, like I'm literally. Like, I'm like, oh, this is good right here. If I and twist you, a little bit. You seem to work out more, or you think you work out more <laughs> right. and that might be just as good just as good i'm like dude i'm so tired like dude, we've been here for five minutes bro like, <laughs> yeah i'm dead no, i swear uh, yeah. you're like oh, oh, i'm good man sweat, you go the rest of your me. day you tell everybody about this great workout you had right. <laughs> so we should do we should come out with that pre-workout yeah there day. you go is that your guys' favorite too ah dude Maybe? i it depends on what i'm doing like i'll do sativa if i need to like get shit done for the day but if it's like nighttime, I'm indica for sure. Like I like that sedated feeling sometimes too. That sleepiness is pretty good. Just depends on the time. But mainly, mainly like hybrid, I guess. Right in the middle. It just depends though. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to <laughs> I say. It's, I'd say hybrid. It has to be hybrid. Because it all is so different. Huh? It's like it really just depends on the strain too. Yeah. So. Well, because they all like everybody's kind of chasing that one that they like had that one time. You're like, I want to feel that again, and that what it, it was like a LA it, Confidential. It was a hybrid or a sativa or this, and like, it's, it, it's really the profile, and that, that's what people don't like fully get yet. But you're starting to see in the industry, you're starting to see uh, brands start to lean away, not necessarily lean away from indica sativa because it's it's uh, part of the nomenclature, but it's they're saying, hey, this one will calm you down. Or this one's for energy. I have seen that. Or, or has it like the descriptiveness? Yes. Like with the back of the wine, mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, robust feeling of, yeah. Yep. 
So um, brands are starting to catch on to that. And then so they're starting to put that. And now people are starting to ask for that. And so what we're doing to kind of uh, push that forward is we are now even like uh, redesigning. Now you can go on there and we're doing a test in one of the stores right now where you could pick. I just want to relax. And then we'll show you all the products that will help you relax. So instead of picking an Indica or something like that, um, which you can still pick Indica, but you'll you'll be able to pick, oh, I just want to relax. Or I have anxiety. Or I need some muscle relief. That's what I'm saying. Your experience is just way different. Mm Because you go anywhere else, you're not going to get that. Like where it's like, oh, I want to get sleepy or relax. Like you know the goal that you want and you're working backwards from it to find exactly what you want. And I've really never seen that in any other dispensary I've ever personally been to. Yeah, I've been to a few. <laughs> I've been to quite a bit. Well, well you do a lot of workouts. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. You're good. Oh, I, I was going to say that they're, they're like, uh, yeah, a lot of times what you see is like, oh, yeah, that's fire. And like, that's, that's the extent of like, or that's gas. I'm like I'm like that when I text too, so I'm like guilty. That's good, right? That's good. Like I'll take it. And so and some people look for that. They they look for the most potent, you know, and and that's great. But um, there is like a whole nother multi sides to um, to cannabis and cannabis use and what it could do for you. Probably 25 to 30 percent of the people that come in are coming in looking for some type of relief. And so there's that whole side of things. And um, that's what we have the responsibility to not just give them the gas. We have the responsibility to, to know to a degree, like we're not medical experts, but we do know that, hey, you know, this people that, that come in and they do want to relax, this does you know, give them that. And, um, and now that, that products are starting to say, hey, this is what it does, that makes it even more helpful. On the same topic, kind of like a personal question I had, for someone that's like, like, for example, me, I, I've never smoked or anything like that. So someone that's never smoked, if they're coming in here for the exact first time, what, what would you recommend? Oh, ga- the gas. Right? No. The gas. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like the gas Pop coming in the cherry. <laughs> um, no. So, like, well, you, you know what? There, there are some, like, uh, mints that, that you could take that are really small dosages. Um, and it depends. Like, are you coming into – depends on what, what is – bringing your curiosity I out. thought the mint was like a jab right now. I thought you were saying, like, well, there's some mints. They're like, well, th- okay. th- th- there's like like two milligrams stuff. Okay. So, like, you're, you're really taking a, a really small amount, and you're kind of able to – because what you don't want to do, and everybody's got this story, and maybe one day you'll have this story. <laughs> I like, have this story. Oh, hey, I wanted to try something, so I tried an edible, and I took a big bite of this brownie. <laughs> and then tomorrow came, and, like, yeah, like there's uh, – you want to you want to avoid that but like an edible is an easy way to really step into it and step into the you know getting high and um that's a really easy way to do it and then if you want to like pre-rolls there's every type of pre-roll over there that's another good way because you on yeah exactly so good they're ready for you already you feel (laughs) like that's like let like so pre-rolls are a little bit less of like Less of dosage, you say you would say or well like like, if it's your first time you're you you probably don't have a bong and a grinder and like you probably <laughs> don't even know how to use the bong. <laughs> yeah. And so um, there are so like a pre-roll is like, hey, you know how to smoke and you know how to light something. Well, congratulations. You can, you can inhale and breathe lean. out. And, and that's a good way to you know, get into the like uh, you, sm- you smoke, you take it in, you start to feel it. And then you can kind of you know, choose your own adventure a little bit where instead of. Uh, like you can smoke more of it, you can pass it. You can, when it comes back around, you can take another puff, um, or you can like 
with edibles, the thing you have to watch out for is like once you you take a certain amount, you've now consumed that. You were on that ride, yes. buddy. I've been high for three days before. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. not a joke. Three days? The dude was like, "Bro, I made it strong. Don't eat the whole thing." I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> I smoke all." Was the it time. like a brownie? Was it a cookie? Bro, it was a brownie. And okay. He was like, "I was like, I smoke all the time. This is nothing." Ate the whole fucking thing, bro. Like, I was not coherent for the first day, but I was high for legit like three days. Dude, that's crazy. the thing. So like, so much. Cameraman Freddie behind the camera, like he's my protector. So sometimes like. I've got to offer different stuff, but Freddie's always like, I always look at Freddie and he's like, mm-mm. off with the dabs. It's the nod, bro. But then if I know, if he gives me like a, like a regular nod, I'm like, all right, well, it's probably safe. You know, he's looking out for the best interests of the boys here. <laughs> you always got to have a Freddie around. You always have got to have a Freddie, Freddie let's bro. just start him off with dabs, bro. He'll be all right. He'll handle. He'll be okay. Dabs. Oh, <laughs> a fat old dab. This, this is why we have Freddie around, bro. <laughs> what, is it, what is your number for, for you to do this, bro? How but many is, likes? Bro, Freddie's shaking his head. Like, the Freddie meter is going off the charts right now. I need right you now. right now. To, what is that number of subs that we need to get you to high? Bro, I'll leave it up to Freddie. Producer, producer Freddie will kind of. Like, 300, 500, 1,000? <laughs> All right, so 1,000 subs, and we'll get this kid high right here. It's happening. We said it on subs camera. We can't. Like, huh? 1,000 so. subs or likes? Ooh. I say subs. I feel subs. subs. Like if That's going to be harder to hit. <laughs> when it happens, we'll come back here. We'll come back. We'll come back. His uh, eyes are going to be hella low. Yeah, we're going to come back here. I have to get the we'll, tour, bro. We'll, we'll get the tour. We'll supply it. Yeah. Yeah. Like doc- <laughs> yeah. This will be like documentary style, though, of just going oh, with no. <laughs> What do you guys think about the, like, the argument about alcohol versus like, cannabis and smoking and stuff? Some people are like super against cannabis. But they're all for alcohol. And then some people are like the opposite where they're super with cannabis, you know, or, or smoking and stuff. But then they're super against alcohol. What, what, what's your guys' takes on that? Well, obviously, I know that, you know. It's really hard to defend like being you know, pro-alcohol and anti-cannabis. Like I just like where's that argument? It's, uh, it's a lot that comes from, you know, the stigma, what they've been told. Dare. Keep keep kids off drugs. Marijuana's bad. And. They like, lied to us. Yeah, they, they lied. lied to us. They Damn lied you, to dare. Us. That was a big marketing campaign. You misguided me. Expensive one, too. Weed is good. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and so there's like, you know, they're both a drug. They both affect you, just like a lot of things do. And, um, you know, you can misuse any drug in, in some, some egregious ways. But, um, you know, like, if you start looking at, you know, statistically, like how many people have, you know, you know, OD'd on cannabis, none. And so like how many people have drank themselves to death? A large number. And so like, I'm not, not, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying like, if we're going to have, you know, a real conversation about it, or if we're going to, if there is the debate to be had, it's like one ask the question, okay, well, why are you debating the two? What are you exactly debating? Are you trying to say that one should be illegal and one shouldn't? Um, then let's hear that argument. And really, when you get down to you know, the bedrock of those arguments, it really comes down to maybe they just don't know that much about cannabis. Maybe they've never tried it. There's a lot of, uh, there, maybe there's a stigma. Um, you see that culturally sometimes too. Definitely culturally, I see. Mm-hmm. More than anything, I think. And like that's, uh, you know, that's tough. Like that's tough to, people learn something and it's tough to unlearn things sometimes. So it's uh so I, I there's not really a good argument. Like cigarettes, like does anybody think that cigarettes are good for you in any in any way? <laughs> yeah. Not like nobody. N- no. So <laughs> they're just uh, addicted. Yeah, uh, exactly. And and we do know that there's 
like okay so here's the difference between a cigarette and you know a cannabis joint and especially a cannabis joint from a legal dispensary so a cigarette has like how many carcinogens in it how many chemicals were put in that to make you more addictive to make you want it well cannabis is just the opposite cannabis especially a regulated cannabis in, in like a regulated store like this is we are regulated more than than anybody is because the when that's grown that flower is grown before it's ground up and put into a joint it has to go through a rigorous testing process and it it used to be parts per million but now it's parts per billion that sure. it has to pass testing so that basically when you're smoking a joint from a legal cannabis store you basically are it's safer than breathing air because I it's so tested i can 100 percent see that and so then well if you compare that joint for some of your versus a cigarette like what's the comparison i know well even with i think alcohol too when you drink alcohol you're essentially just poisoning your liver and it's metabolizing which is why you feel drunk versus like weed you, there's there's no like negative side effects of that mm -hmm. and i think even if you want to take it even a step or like even a step further like for me i like never really smoke blunts i didn't like like what was in the paper so i'll do like i'll smoke out of glass or i'll even eat edibles to like mitigate all that extra stuff that you're putting in your body so i think there's a lot more like safer ways to ingest marijuana and i think the recovery too like as a personal trainer like the recovery process of it is way better because you can drink when you're drunk but you're not going to get the same amount of recovery as if you're high like your body will actually go through the recovery versus when you're drunk your body's just trying to get rid of all the alcohol and you're not really getting good rest so I think like weed's way better on terms of like healthiness, I guess. Sold. I, I had this fucking concept in my head, right? Which I think you hear it a lot. Is like you're 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 a functioning stoner. Like you could be a functioning stoner, you know. And since then, I've I've changed my stance on that because I, I don't think that like you know because we operate like like you said, you know, the insurance business, twelve locations. So like I can't even picture. I can't even imagine doing some of the stuff that I do now, like even remotely high. They so, won't even let me do the pods high. Huh? They won't even let me do the pods high anymore. You've been banned? <laughs> I'm banned from smoking like, before the me, pods. To me, like, I feel like, because I've been on both sides of it, I'm like, okay, does it enhance your performance? You know, arguably in, like, some things. But I'm, like, a strong believer where, you like, there is no such thing as, like, being, like, a functioning stoner. What do you think about that, bro? Because you're in the industry. You own, I mean, you operate, you know, a large, like, a large operation. What do you think about that? Like, when you work, bro, do you, are you sober? Or do you, like, you go in there a little bit, you know, a little bit, uh, well, yeah, we don't allow anybody to you know, consume on the premises or be high at work. Um, but outs like outside of our you know, rules and regulations here is, um, and that's the law too. Um, so I, I think you can be a functioning stoner, but then the, the question is, well, okay, well, what's a stoner? And then like, what exactly do you mean by that? Meaning like, okay, well, if it's the quintessential stoner where it's like, okay, you're bloodshot, you're kind of, you know, you're not really thinking as fast as you normally would. And then you go and try to f fly a plane. That's probably, maybe, maybe that's not the move, bro. Wouldn't you want to fly a plane if you're high? Because <laughs> yeah, you want to be, you might want to. You want to be high in a plane? Yeah. And, and just like it's, it's, re it's responsible use is, is the way to go. And, and what that looks like is like cannabis has a lot of ways it can enhance things you're doing or how you're feeling or how you're dealing with something or how you deal with pain or how you go to sleep 
like or the creativity realm like we were talking about music earlier oh, and yeah. like best music high yeah like and you, sex it, there's you know certain things that get unlocked and opened in your mind when you're high that maybe wouldn't come otherwise and so that's why that's why like a lot of people connect with each other when they're sitting there passing around a joint and they're getting high is because you want they're starting to bring up things or think think things a little differently and the conversations you know evolve and um, maybe it wouldn't have happened if you weren't high so there's ways that cannabis can really enhance what you're doing but then there's like the okay well just like with anything hey maybe you're doing too much of that is it affecting you in a negative way are you not would you not have had as good of a time or have done as good of a job if you weren't high well then you you, bro, you probably, probably shouldn't be high at that point. Like, There's levels to getting high. Yeah. Hey, I, I think that is true, though. You can't just be stone drooling all day. You, gotta, you, you can't. Because um, I think that is true, because I do see, like, from the cre- creativity point of view, I do think that, um, you know, obviously certain strains, like, you can use it beneficially. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I still feel like, I think it's, it goes down to what you said, though. Like, how you use it and how much you're using it. I think it depends on the job, too, right? Because obviously, like, for us, we're definitely in the professional industry. So we're, we're either selling insurance, selling houses, all, all the type of professional stuff where I like it's a little bit different. You know, we show up high with air. It's, it's probably not like... like you can't be know. discussing a mortgage rate. <laughs> it's not, I can see Yeah, that. I don't, I don't know how well that would go. Well, there was... Uh, I was looking at this lab um, in, in Long Beach and uh, we were talking to this chef and we were like trying to maybe create some edibles or create some different flavors. He's like, Hey, I, I have these different flavors you should try. And generally when they're, people are giving you samples like that, you ask, Hey, are they medicated or non-medicated? And that, that means is, am I getting higher? Am I, is there nothing in it? Just the, yeah. And he's like, Oh, they're non-medicated. So I'm like, Oh, cool. Let's try this one. Oh, that's pretty good. No, it was not pretty good. Because <laughs> he lied. It was medicated. He lied to you. <laughs> Not and not 45 minutes later, <laughs> I'm on a Zoom call oh, with, with, with my partners. <laughs> and uh, I remember they asked a question and I just started talking, talking. And, and at one point, one of them just goes, Chase, I don't think you're answering the question. <laughs> and then it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh, I'm high right now. <laughs> I'm really high right now. That moment when you realize and you don't know you're high until you realize you're high. That's a moment, bro. I swear to God. And I was like, oh, no. And so then I oh, got no. real quiet on that. I'm like, shoot, okay, I need to think harder right now. <laughs> I do want to ask you one question, unrelated. Would you say bongs, blunts, or joints, or edibles? Like, what's your preferred way of ingesting marijuana? Yeah, I, I tend to edibles. I like that. It's, you, go, you go through different phases in life. Oh, like 100%, seasons. yeah. And um, then my season right now is, you know, for some reason, like rosin gummies are, is, that's my jam they right hit. now. No, so what I'll do is I'll take some gummies and I'll hit the stizzy first just to get that high, that initial high. And like once that starts going down, those gummies start hitting and it like leads the way. <laughs> and, and you know, something about rosin, it's, it's picking up in the industry and like rosin because it, it still has a lot of the original flour and the oils of the flour in it. And so... That and then in the gummy, it's just uh, easy. Um, and some of the gummies are delicious. <laughs> what are now some of the gummies that you prefer that you have here? Uh, well, funny gummy is uh, is one that we prefer. Wild's really popular. You kind of can't go wrong with wild. Um, Camino's really popular too. Like those three right there. Like it, you you pick any of those. Okay. Those are good. Um, 
you know, I'm looking at all the edibles right now and you know, I, I guess, I guess we're pretty proud of this, but like, we don't carry, we don't carry anything that's not that's not good and like there's a lot of not good gummies out there mm. i've seen them well, i've tried them yeah. yeah i'm like yeah. dude i did not yeah, get high three of these and so like we that's why we have like a vetting process to get mm-hmm. in is because we want it you know, on the shelf we want somebody to have a good experience gotta get that gas on the shelf just yeah, have to try everything gas. before you buy them all right <laughs> give us a week we'll go through the products we'll uh, let you know how they are yeah I, I i try some but then sometimes <laughs> i'm like here okay let me give it out to five if you need, of, if you need five help of the team if you need help trying yeah. these i got you okay <laughs> and if i get five thumbs up then we're good it's <laughs> only pass right is there any like major brands that you that you work with in the past that you're like, man, like you look back at it and like you were like, that was a successful partnership? Like top couple brands you work with so far? Uh, oh gosh, we work with so many brands. It's hard to to choose one. You know, there's been an up and coming brand, um, Tough Mama. That um, they started out really light. Oh, they're there right there, um, and they started out really light, and they've been you know doing really well in the stores. And it was good to see them because they were kind of you know newer to the game, and just working with them. And uh, they have a you know an excellent team, some really smart people behind them, and they care a lot about their product. Like sometimes I'll sit in their presentations, and I'm like. I did not even, I'm in cannabis and I don't know everything that you're talking about right now. Um, so um, that, that's been really cool. Exotic Carts is, is a great brand um, and they do really well in, in our stores too. And um, it's a live resin uh, vape uh, disposable cart. So those disposable makes, ones are good too. Yeah. I like those. It's disposable and it has live resin in it too. So it's not just distillate. And so, and it's, it's a full gram. Oh you know, shit. So yeah, you yeah. can you kind of can't go wrong. So on the topic of big brands, bro, like, well, what's your thoughts on the big brands? Like Cookies with Burner, you got Stizzy, like a couple of those bigger brands. What's your thoughts on them, and how has your experience been working with them? I think they, they did an excellent job marketing themselves. Like, it's, it's very difficult to create a brand that lasts in cannabis. And um, both of those, those groups have done really well marketing themselves. And uh, they were clever how they did it. And um, they took some big risk, like in Sizzy's case, they took some big risks to make it happen. And they're a smart group of guys that that pulled that off, and they're doing really well. They're probably the biggest name, at least in California cannabis, but they're you know throughout. Um, so uh, we, uh, they're great to work with. Actually, we have a good like a uh, partnership with Sizzy, and then um, Cookies. We really haven't. We've kind of been in different uh, lanes a, a bit. They also have a, a retail chain, so. Um, that's what they do. I think we carried some of their flour for a little while. Um, and that they've done an excellent job with, with branding. Um, they were pretty smart how they did it with their clothing. And so they made it, um, really about apparel. So yeah, I saw it the other day that there was like, I was like this homeless guy walking down the street, but he was wearing a cookies sweater. <laughs> Dude, I swear and to God, you like, will see cookies fucking everywhere. That's branding for the longest time, yeah. and you'll smell cookies before you see it. Someone mm. walks in, like oh, I smell some fucking. We- oh, yeah. there's a cookie shirt. I know who this <laughs> yeah. is. So, like a scratch and sniff sweater, bro. It's, I swear <laughs> to God, it's the worst. Especially when I was like working in a restaurant, you'll know when someone walks in with that shit. They'll have the hat or the shirt on every time. Like, what's your thoughts we- on a uh, little quick plug, man? What's your thoughts on La Familia? Uh, you know. Um, that whole brand, all the stuff they got going on over there. Well, how can you not love their story? Like that, just their, like how they grinded it out and how they, like, they took, they took a risk. And yeah, that's what a lot of like the successful stories come from. Somebody decided, Hey, I'm going to take a risk. And they did. And like how they dealt with their, 
um, you know, and their family not necessarily being completely on board with what they were doing. And, um, but as a, as a brand, like just working with them has been excellent. They're an excellent brand. They have excellent quality. Like, um, that's exactly what you would want in that type of relationship. And uh, as far as a business relationship, but then like on a personal level, like they're, they're cool guys. Like who doesn't want to work with people that are, you know, other cool people that when you see them, you're like happy to see them versus like, you know, sometimes you end up working with people you're not necessarily like happy to see. You like, no, they're coming by as you like stay in the back office. Like, are they gone yeah. yet? Are they, let yeah. me know when they leave. I'm on Zoom. Cameras. I'll go back out when they leave. Right. It looks like I can come out now. <laughs> not that guy again. That's sick. Because I, I, I know that they're, the whole product is pretty revolutionary, man, in the sense where they kind of brought that Hispanic culture to the cannabis culture. So talking to them, and I know that I, I got to try one of their, um, their chata mix, or their drink that they had last time, Nagua de Flor, and uh, it was non-medicated. So, <laughs> I'm know, sorry to hear that, bro. It was just, sure? <laughs> yeah, you know. How'd you <laughs> but, feel after that? It was gas. <laughs> it was gas. There you go. There, there you, you go. go. I'm learning the lingo. You see what I mean? <laughs> What's next for culture cannabis and, and all the stuff you guys got going on? Yeah, we're we're in for a big expansion, and uh, we've been gearing up for this for years. And uh, so we've won and uh, a bunch of licenses for retail, and so now we're we're building them all out and we're opening them up. So we're if if you haven't heard of Culture Cannabis Club, you certainly will. We'll be one of the largest retailers in California, and so we're just we're on that path. It's been you know head down, grinding, moving forward. And so that's really what's next for us is this large expansion that we're doing and then um, and then see where that goes. Can we please just get one into Larry? That's all I want. <laughs> just get closer to me, please. Uh, all right. I need one into Larry. I'll be there so every Larry, day. I'm going to put a pin on the map. And yeah, just leave like, it there for Nate. Just leave it. We got to get there for him. I, I gave him my word. I gave him my word. <laughs> we're going to get there. No, I saw the one you guys are opening up a couple of the two of them, right, in Fresno? Fresno uh, yeah. Madeira as well. Yeah. Oh shit! In, in Fresno, and you know what's interesting that that's kind of happening now, just because we are you know getting a, a, a little bit larger, and some people are seeing what we're doing and they're liking it. Is uh, like the cannabis retail right now in California is really tough. There's a lot of stores that are really struggling because the taxation and um, that some cities you know there's a lot of competition, and so some some guys are tapping out, and so they're what's the interesting thing that's happening now maybe. Maybe in Tulare, this may happen. Or um, is some of the retailers are starting to, you know, ask like, "Hey, can you help us?" And so I've talked to a lot of different dispensaries, and even in the last month, and uh, there's, yeah, it's interesting to see, and uh, it's interesting to see how other people are doing it too, because I I learned a little bit from them. But um, yeah, that's another phase of what we're doing is we'll start to. Um, probably, you know, you know, partner with some people and kind of figure out a way for their help their, their business work. Um, so I think that's another thing that's going to start happening. And we didn't intend that, but that was something that has just recently started happening quite a bit. So I wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, convert some stores over to some culture stores, bring them into the way that we're doing things and kind of re revamp their store. And a lot of people like need it out here. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. What was the reason behind the name culture? Um, well, and, and originally it was because uh, when we were applying for a bunch of licenses and there's a lot of different um, you know, names you use in LLCs that, that you use to when you apply. And uh, 
this the first one happened to win and or it was one of the first ones that won and it was culture cannabis club and that that name came from you know one of the previous spots that we had and one of the llc's that we had but then as we were going through okay so now it's it's time to name it and um that one stuck because it was like okay one it has cannabis in the name so people know who we are and then um, culture is like what's the more perfect name to oh, be exactly. in cannabis than culture because there is a cannabis culture and we want to we want it to be a big part of that and then the club side of it and this is kind of yeah it's interesting and kind of fun is like uh, I, I look at it anyway is like you're in the like when I think of club I think like the clubhouse like the treehouse like you're part of the club uh-huh. and it's like the, it's a group and you know, in a lot of ways in cannabis, it's there. There is it is a bit of a club. There's people that have you know, consumed cannabis, and there's people that haven't. And there's people that are in the club, and people that aren't. And like early on, especially, is everybody is kind of against you when, when you start in cannabis because like there's landlords that overcharge you. There's cities that don't want you. There's all this stigma of oh, you're cannabis, and uh, you're like all these things that you have to overcome and so then when you when you kind of match up with you know, another group or another person and they're like oh you're in you're in the club too <sighs> okay it's good to find yeah, yeah it's like it's actually yeah, it's, so um so that one of all the the names that were uh, out there that one stuck for a, a lot of those reasons and then um and we just rolled with it from there well i know that me for sure, bro. I mean, I learned a lot today on today's podcast. I'm sure people at home, if whether they're longtime smokers, longtime users of cannabis, you know, and, and medication and stuff like that, or they're just first time, they've never done it like me, you know, I know they can definitely rewind this whole entire thing back and really learn a lot of stuff and just kind of learn about the whole industry as a whole, man, from like the retail, inside of it, outside of it, like everything, you know. Um, but I want to like every single time on every podcast, we always end it off with like a question. Uh, it's kind of like a situational based question we want to ask you today that I want you to picture younger younger yourself, right? Before you had all the success, before you had all the exact plans figured out, I know you're still kind of figuring some stuff out right now, and but it's always improving, but before, right? Maybe the first one, or maybe when you were thinking about opening up the first one, you didn't know everything was going to work out, or even before the stigma was totally entirely gone, you know? What's some advice you would give yourself then, back then, to get yourself through all those tough times? I would look back, or looking back at just kind of the journey, is I would say trust your gut. And I know that's a bit cliche, but it's the if I look back at some of the major mistakes that I made is I knew I was making a mistake at the time and I just you know I took this person's advice or this person said do this um and even in like we talked music in my music career I listened to a manager and I think it was a you know the wrong way to go same shit happened yeah and so uh like just trust your gut and it's not that you're smarter than everyone else. It's that not everyone else is smarter than you too. So it's like, they don't necessarily, you know your own experience better than anyone else by far, obviously. And so like your gut tells you something. And when at least you know, pay a lot of attention to it and you know, trust it more than you would, especially when you're um, you know, making major decisions. That, you know, I think uh, in this episode, man, we appreciate you for uh, allowing us to come back here. 
Uh, we appreciate having you, man. Um, you dropped a lot of game. I know in some of the stories you told, I know we messed around a little bit, but um, you dropped a lot of game for people that are aspiring in any business, you know, or aspiring anything in life. So we really appreciate that. And uh, before we sign off, if you're watching on YouTube, you already know the deal, baby. Subscribe, like, and leave a comment. If you have any guests that you want to bring on, let us know. And lastly, um, huge shout out to Culture Cannabis. Um, definitely the, the, the best establishment in the land, especially the Central Valley. We got some more coming to Fresno, so check them out for sure. Need to. The best weed, the best layout, best everything. Trust me, this is the place to go, guys. Like, I'm not fucking with you guys. This is like, I've been to a lot of places <laughs> to get high. This is the spot you want to go to. It's literally an experience, and the whole reason of them being here is for your experience. Awesome, guys. So I think that wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for you guys at home watching today. Always showing us some constant love, support, and, uh, We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace. Let's smoke some <laughs> weed.